1: Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Yeah, well, welcome to the
2: show. How <coughs> many times do we have an argument about you touching the microphone or something whenever we're live on air? Can you stop?
1: This noise here? Oh, I hate it. Mm. I hate it. You're the only one that does it. Hello, Sats. Hey, Jace, uh What a great week! Great week. Um, not really. Origin has started again, and yeah, if you're a New South Wales fan, it's it's a little bit disappointing. A uh, good part about it is that Origin two in Perth on neutral territory. Um, doesn't favour any side, and it's. Oh, it's, I disagree. Well, it's not. It's foreign to both teams. We've yeah, only played there once before.
2: Every time you go to a neutral turf mm-hmm. to play Origin, there's more support for Queensland. There's more support. You saw it in Adelaide. Yep. Definitely, I've been to a couple of origins in Melbourne. It's, it's pro Queensland, obviously, because of the storm.
1: I was over there in 19 when it was played at Perth, yep. and I've got to say there was a lot more Queensland supporters travelled for that game as well. Oh, they could be locals too, mate, have moved mm. west. So, um, great week. Uh, it was a terrific game. It was a typical old fashioned shoot them down, drag them out origin clash that came up with some really big plays, individual plays, most of those from. Queensland, of course. I thought New South Wales got a few things wrong. We'll on talk the night about it, with soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: So, we'll talk to you about that. Uh,
1: but in saying that, um, it's a good part about Origin. It's not one game; it's three games. And yes, statistically, if you win the first game, you you win the series. Yeah. But we know that both states have come from behind before.
2: Uh, last weekend, I was dreading round thirteen of the NRL because it was just geez, was some Terrible games on. Yeah, it was. Thankfully, the uh, the Raiders and Roosters, Roosters saved the round. Mm. Went down to the final play. Yep. This weekend, full round of rugby league. In fact, there's a game on Monday for the public holidays uh, in New South Wales, Victoria. Not not in Queensland on uh, this weekend. Is it uh, the Queen's birthday weekend this weekend? It is, isn't it? But it's not actually her birthday. No, but no. no. Yeah, it is, yeah. But Queensland has theirs in October. Mm. Like, hello? Day
1: after the grand final.
2: Yeah. Which is good, mm. but can't we just make up another public holiday to have in Queensland this weekend? Agree. No, Canberra does it. Why can't mm. we do it? Can I say when? Once upon a time, if you played Origin, is this a, is this a nursery rhyme?
1: No. <laughs> once upon a time, there were three beds, <laughs> and uh, when you played Origin, it was a it was a challenge and an honour to try and back up yep. and to prove that you could back up two or three days later after an Origin yep. battle. This day and age, it's taken out of your hands a little bit. The, the clubs. Sports science and the medical department sort of say, no, well, you know, studies tell us that it's probably best if you rest this player. So um, there has been a, a couple of clubs now have, have already said that they're going to rest certain players, um, but there'll be some that will back up. Lui
2: and Cleary are fresh as daisies.
1: Yep. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be fine to back up. I'm pretty sure Isaiah Yo <laughs> shan't be backing up after oh, yes, yeah. being concussed in the first Well, no, on. he
2: wasn't concussed, mate. He stayed out there. He was fine. Uh, let's get into the news. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Actually, Cohen Hess will be joining us on the show as well. You and Badge had a chat to him on, Thur- on Wednesday night. Thursday night. On uh, sports day, so... Well,
1: they're travelling really well, the Cowboys, at the moment. Getting ready for the Dragons, they were. and um, But also, he had a lot of teammates. He's He's been in Origin, 2017, yep. 2019, uh, and 20. And he knows what they're going through at the moment. He's still only 25 years of age. Good he's country no kid. Yeah, he's born in Bundaberg. He grew up in... Mount Isa most of his his you know, formative years. But well, um,
2: what, what was his dad, or was his family in mining or something? I Don't know. You didn't ask that. No, you, I didn't, didn't ask that. Wow, it's mm. all about you, isn't it? Should have. You should have asked that deeper. Yeah. Is your Dad,
1: a police officer, has to go between the state. You
2: know. Was he in mining? Mm. Was your mum in mining?
1: Was your mum? Was your mum a teacher?
2: Perhaps a, a headmaster. Nurse. A nurse. Yeah. Well, it'd be headmistress. Headmistress. yep. By the way, True. a bit sexist. Yep. Uh, we'll move on from that. Hey, Origin one game one. Um, geez, Queensland. And, and as a Blues supporter, sat, so i got to say, I was really impressed with uh, with Queensland. I was impressed with the game. I, I will go as far as saying that's the best origin game I've seen. Really? It was so fast. There was it hardly was any stoppages. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even know what it's like to, to try and make a second or third effort in a game like
1: that. I and mean, Ruben Cotter on his debut, oh. he made plenty of those. I mean, we all, it's, it's funny talking to all of our team and, and even speaking to some of our um, our competitors when they called the game as well and talking about their man of the match and, and everyone had a different man of the match channel 9's was Cameron Munster uh, mine was Reuben Cotter because across the entire 80 minutes I thought he was the best player and had came up with some of the big plays that actually went unnoticed Cameron Munster had an enormous second half it was, yeah, it was. Wally Lewis type second half. And that's it's been explained by a couple of people. Now, Michael Hagan, former Origin player and coach, actually wrote a story saying that Munster's performance was very Wally Lewis-like where, you know, physically he doesn't look like the strongest person and he's not the quickest player in the field, but he just knows where to be at the, at the key times and come up with the key plays. And, and that's what the difference was. It was your key players stepping up at the right moment. But yep. I really thought the game was lost by New South Wales because they're bench weren't able to match the intensity of Queensland's bench.
2: Well, you say that but Murray who came off the bench for New South Wales was one of their best. I, I, I don't understand why Freddie started him on the bench. And considering the play the balls, the ruck was slow for New South Wales. I think you told me
1: yesterday, he's in the NRL, is the quickest to play the ball? Yeah, well, statistically, he's the be- he's the quickest to play the ball. They do that now. They actually measure the speed of players' average play the ball speed. It's crap stat, I know. But um, but in saying <laughs> that, uh, the reason why they would have not started Cameron Munster is he missed Cameron Murray he missed two weeks with a shoulder injury, didn't play any games, may have been a little bit underdone. Origin is played at a breakneck speed intensity that you never experienced at NRL level. But I still believe they should have started with him. I, the quick play of the ball, and on the back of his quick play the balls in those first 10 or 15 minutes, he's got his teammate Damien Cook at dummy half. Yeah. So when you talk about combinations, do you, the longer you can keep those combinations together, the better you're most of the time you're going to be. I
2: th- do you think Freddie had him start from the bench because he'd only played one game leading up to... Well, that's it. Would, yeah, yeah th-
1: that was yeah. it. And then... Thinking that he comes on after 20 minutes when, you know, a lot of teams are starting to fatigue and then he can take advantage of that with his speed and his footwork, whatever it may be. But I feel as though that if your best players, if they can play at a high intensity and a high speed early on in the game, you've got to start them.
2: Funny you should mention um, intensity because that is my crap crap stat. You can't measure intensity. Channel 9 had an intensity meter. They did during, not. They did during the, during the call.
1: And how did they base the intensity meter? What was the equation?
2: It's the same thing. When I worked for another radio network, yeah. we had the kick predictor, mm. right, and whether someone would kick a goal after a
1: try. Oh, I remember seeing that, Right,
2: yeah. and so we just used to make it up.
1: Yep.
2: So as a producer, you used to go, like, we actually had a spreadsheet where you put where they are on the field and it spits out a number. I'd just go to the, I'd just go to the guys, 78%. You just make it up. <laughs> so an intensity... Meter. Meter. Okay. I saw it once. I texted you boys on our WhatsApp group and I've gone, that'll do
1: me. An intensity meter. Well, we know Channel 9's got the, you know, like the, the VB hardest worker index. Yeah, well, that's fair and, enough. Yeah, but the people who work on the show as well, who are calling the footy... Yeah. They actually don't know what the equation is. What are they measuring it from? Yeah, True. Well, so that's might just be, a sponsorship opportunity. It might be just, like might be just a, a producer just throwing a number out there. Uh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. But it, I just saw that and I've gone, it, it looks bloody intense for me. <laughs> I think everyone's ripping in. How do you pick one person out? Like, it's a crap stat. Mm, no, but obviously, it's sponsored and they've gone, we can do an intensity meter. <laughs> I've never heard of it uh, before. Um, geez, i tell you what. And I, I think I was, I was just watching it at home, and I was just saying to you guys that I uh, Pat
1: Carrigan is becoming one of my, my favoured so rugby he, league players. So one of your most hated moments in rugby league is when the last game and the Broncos had just received the wooden spoon, and Darius Boyd did a gender reveal at the end of the game. Yes, the most excited player amongst that gender reveal outside of the father Darius Boyd was Pat Carrigan. <laughs> So he's come a long way, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, He actually has. No, no, he was outstanding. Both he and Lindsay Collins came on the field. And what you you want your bench to do invariably when they come on the field is they either have the job of lifting the intensity because it's not there, maintain the level of intensity that your team has created and is winning the battle, or go even further and lift the levels of intensity and seeing whether your opposition's bench can go with you. That's what they did. As soon as Grant got on the field, and then Lindsay Collins and also Pat Carrigan, I mean, they just lifted the level of intensity. And then Jeremiah Nanai, just he sort of snuck on the field. No one—he's really, a bullfrog. No one really, <laughs> no one really knew when he came on the field. And yeah. and uh, although he got injured really early, yeah, the the Queensland bench was the difference. That's what I thought. Their debutants were the difference. I well. There's another crap step out there as well. Yeah. That's the, the backs ah, for New South
2: Wales made more meterage than the forwards. And I, I just want to mention this. If you had to change that forward pack for New South Wales, mm. would you be getting rid of Tarek Sims and maybe bringing someone else in? I, I didn't think they were that bad. Oh, well, first of all, I would have started with Junior Paulo. Yeah, I would have too. And there's there's your metres, mm. him and Haas. Yep. There, but... What changes would you make? Forget forget the interchange. Just think of how many forwards will they pick? They'll pick, what, eight or nine? Nine?
1: Well, well they'll pick your starting six and then nine, three, Nine or ten? Then three more on the bench. Yeah, so okay, so nine of them. Tarek Sims will be the most obvious one that will be in the firing line. Yeah. But I don't know why because he had plenty of friends around him. I mean, Junior Paulo ran for 33 metres. Regan Campbell-Gillard for seven. So the two two front rowers ran for 100 metres. Uh, that's just, that's just not good enough. What that's uh, you look at all the stats in the world, yeah. and come up with some sort of why we lost the game, and you know the, your wingers and your fullback are running over two hundred meters, but our front rowers are only. The fact of the matter is, New South Wales got beaten up in the middle of the field. That's right. They got manhandled. Yeah, and that's where they lost the battle. So basically, what Freddie Fittler is saying, I'm going to pick a team of forwards that are not going to take a backward step and they're going to absolutely do everything they can to give it to this Queensland forward pack in the first 10 to 15 minutes, but also be able to maintain that rage. That's the simple fact that New South Wales got beaten up.
2: Yeah, and Payne Haas didn't have the impact I thought he would. I tell you who who plays above his size, as in weight, is Tino fosuamala He He is just... I know he's a front rower, but he's a lean front rower. You wouldn't know it. Well, he can do what Payne can do. Just their athletic yeah, ability. Yeah. They're, they're, but he's. It looks like he looks like he's half the size of Payne. Hearth. Well,
1: their physical attributes allow them to have really good, yeah, you know, change of direction, really good agility, good speed. So whatever Payne could do, Tena could do. Yeah. And then you got Josh, Josh Pappa Lee on the back of that as cool. well. You know, it's, and you know you've got to remember Queensland lost Xavier Coach really early on in that first half. Which half stuffed
2: was, up my multi.
1: Yeah. Stuffed up. Stuffed up a lot of multis mm. actually. Kirk Capewell, who's played centre in Origin before, goes into the centres, and Val Holmes goes onto the wing. Don't miss a beat.
2: No, that's right.
1: And that's that's coaching.
2: Jeez, I'm I'm.
1: That comes down to coaching. That comes down to your coach making people feel like they belong.
2: I didn't think New South Wales would win on Wednesday night. Yeah, cause... you were saying to me last uh, was...
1: early on the week, you had this this feeling. No,
2: no Latrell and no Tommy Turbo. I'm sorry that they're hard to replace.
1: You know, I was using the same example with with badge, Jace and I said it on air on, on NRL Nation on Wednesday night, losing Luttrell and also Tommy Trubojevic was a little bit like Queensland in the 80s losing Gene Miles and Mal Meninga for a game. Yeah. That's how much of an influence they have on the side. If Luttrell and Tommy play on Wednesday night, I think there's a completely different score line. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. It mm. would have been harder for Val. Val Holmes destroyed Absolutely destroyed. What Tommy
1: and Luttrell do really well is that they identify that their forward pack is getting, is getting dominated. So they come in off their yep. centre positions and they take those hit-ups and to, to get you on the front foot. I
2: don't think, um, think Katoni Staggs will play Origin again in a hurry. I mean, if Luttrell comes back for game – I don't want to see Katoni Staggs pick for game two. I think he's out of his depth there. And I know he copped an injury. And all, I just don't think he's an Origin player yet. I think it's too soon. I don't know who.
1: There's, there's never a right time for Origin. Yeah, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's up to it. You either throw them in because they're playing well and they've got to... they've just. It got was to,
2: horrible in defence, mate. Just he's got to get it. He's got deficiencies in defence.
1: Well, he's always had deficiencies.
2: But then he's not an Origin player, mm. mate. Val Holmes has had a party. Mm. You know what I mean? So no, no. Hopefully Luttrell will be fit for game two.
1: Okay, Very, as a New South Wales supporter, yeah. would you pick him with no games under his belt? Absolutely, because. He's not playing this week because of COVID. COVID because, this week. And then they play the following Thursday night. Now, he may not be able to play in that game as well. I think it might be because of the COVID restrictions for the NRL players that it might come under the time period. But no, he's, he should be all right for that. There's there's word that he won't play in the... Is that from News Corp? In the Thursday game as well. Is that from News Corp? It's from many sources.
2: We'll change the game to Saturday. That's
1: what I would
2: do. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, anyway, Interesting. Uh, would I pick him? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely I would. You've got to get him back into that team very quickly.
1: Before Origin, the West Tigers and the Warriors just try and sneak their stories in around sacking their coaches I know. so it gets lost in all the the Origin headlines. And it has as well. Everyone forgot about it by Wednesday.
2: Yeah, uh, we woke up to the Nathan Brown thing. Mm. Um, and there was talk that he was sacked, but look, I think they came to a mutual agreement. He wanted to leave at the end of the year. Yeah. They said, go now. You may
1: as well go now.
2: I like Stacey Jones and, and talking to some of our um, counterparts in New Zealand, they're excited. Mm. The New Zealand public is excited about Stacey Jones taking over as a coach. I, and I don't mean this in any other way, but logic, I'm not trying, I'm not being racist or smart ass or anything, but I, I reckon you do need a New Zealand legend to coach the New Zealand team?
1: No, I don't think you need uh, well, Michael Maguire is the coach of their national side and has had really good success. Yeah, but that's them. short term. I'm talking about as a long term coach. Well you look at the, the times that they've been successful in a sense where they've Ivan Cleary. They've actually gone through to you know, grand finals or grand final qualifiers. Ivan Cleary was their coach. Daniel Anderson was their other coach. Two Aussies. Yeah, I I know that, but I I know given times have changed. Do you know what with with I believe with the New Zealand Warriors, you can't – I don't think you can have a coach that is that is, strict by – in recent, in relation to their – in their system. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, It's yeah. not what you say, it's how you say it. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, Michael McGuire, I'm led to believe, has been, has been watched from a distance by the New Zealand Warriors about what was happening there at the West Tigers.
2: He won't be coaching – New Zealand Warriors, by the way. Well, if he's the it's national. Been ruled coach, out by the owner.
1: Well, if, it's, if, it's, if he's a New Zealand coach, it would make sense to make him the Warriors coach. It would. It would. But but in saying that, because he's had some success with the Warriors, you with the New Zealand nowadays, sport, which he can't nowadays. Which means mate. he understands the New Zealand players. Yeah, but don't you agree
2: with me on this that short term coaching is completely different?
1: Yeah, but some are good at both.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't say Madge is, mate. He's rattled at the moment. I reckon his confidence will be down. He's not coming off a heap of success. Mm. I I, I don't think Madge is that right person. You know, I think a Wayne Bennett is, and he proved it with origin. Mm. He had a good assistant and Jason Demetrio, and he had some good assistant coaches. It's about the team you put around you, but I I don't reckon many could, mate. I really don't. In New
1: Zealand? well, are you talking about coaching the wall. Anywhere.
2: Well, anywhere. I don't think there is a coach at the moment other than probably Wayne, maybe Craig Bellamy. I'm not too sure because of the systems that are set up around them. I don't think there is anyone who can do it because it demands so much time. And and I I this is my per- – I love Madge as much as you, but I reckon Madge – I reckon you should just coach the New Zealand team for a while. Have a bit of a breather.
1: Yeah, it's a good point.
2: You know, and and get that confidence back. Yeah, and see where he's sitting now. I think the worst thing Madge could do now is go from the West Tigers into another coaching role.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I, I'd be I'd be making a phone call to the Walker brothers, Shane and Ben Walker. I agree for the Warriors. with you. They've got nothing to lose. They drop their egos at the door, but they've got a really exciting outlook on the way that rugby league should be played, and it's a it's a it's a style of play that the Warriors would not many clubs could actually embrace it. The Warriors could,
2: and I reckon the Warriors need a coach. And this is why I think Stacey, because he's a Kiwi, he understands the the stuff they've gone through over the last three years without living at home and the culture and everything of the side. And uh, and I think you just got to be someone who's got to be a little bit sensitive.
1: He's got to have an axe man next to him, but.
2: I know, I know that, and I, I just, like a
1: Kevin Campy, an ex-player that the players respect.
2: Yeah, who it's all business for him. And I agree with you. Mm. You know, it's the good cop, bad cop. Yep. But as a figurehead, I reckon for these young players who've grown up watching Stacey Jones, he's a warrior true and through. Yeah. Stacey Jones, I think he's the best appointment right now. You know, maybe the Walker brothers down the track, but right now I think they need. I think they need someone to help them get back home. Understands the situation. And help guide and next what, right what this year off.
1: You know, in 1996. Yeah. Sorry to digress here a little bit. 1996. I, we'd played the Warriors. And we, were, we were catching the the late flight back to to Queensland, and I was standing <laughs> I was standing at the in the toilet. Of course. Uh, with uh, Stacey Jones next to each other, And we were talking to each other, and he was looking for every reason to get out of the Warriors in 1996.
2: Okay, we've just ruined my story. Thank no, you for but that. then,
1: mate, but then Lucky he didn't, because. He's the greatest player the club's ever had. This mm. is off the bench. Uh, we'll be back soon. This is off the bench
2: NRL. We'll be back soon. He's held. Gramble goes to dummy half. Oh. Here's big Cohen. Here, he can't get the ball down. Oh, yes. he does it <laughs> in. Checho has allowed he it. He does get it down. <laughs> it took thirty seconds, but it's a try. Oh, boy, there's a late shot here.
1: It is Cohen Hess has nailed Mitchell Moses. Oh, it's wow, a brutal
3: shot. Yeah, yeah, we got him on the line now. Uh, Cowboys, uh, Queensland star Cohen Hess. We couldn't get one of last night's players, so we've got a bloke who's played before, and he's going to play again at some stage. Uh, good on you for joining us, Cohen. Thanks for, uh, for your time on Sports Day, mate.
0: No, thank you. Thanks having
3: me. Uh, you watched uh, the Queensland team run around and uh, I guess probably a pretty special feeling to see some of your uh, Cowboys teammates, a couple on debut who were outstanding. How did your night go?
0: Yeah, I'm still on cloud nine, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was a miraculous performance from the boys and our Cowboys boys didn't do too bad themselves. So, um, yeah, they're back in the club today, actually, and they're all, yeah, um, smiles are... Um, yeah, huge on the face. So um, yeah, it's just great, great time for the club.
3: Did you re- did you know did you expect that there was sort of performance that uh, Reuben Cotter and and Jeremiah Nenai were had in them that they were they were up to speed with uh, with Origin or did you have you know like a lot of people a few doubts until they get out there?
0: Um, yeah, I was, I was always confident um, that they'd be able to go out there and do their job 100%. Like the the format they've been playing at Clubland is um, the reason they got picked. So. Um, I was always confident that they'd go out and do their job, but I, honestly, I think they've um, exceeded everyone's expectations. Mm. Um, um, all, all three of the boys, are actually, Val include. Like Val's been there for, for a while now, and that, I reckon that personally was his best um, game in a, in a Maroon jersey. So, um, yeah, all three boys, yeah, outdone themselves, and um, yeah, couldn't be happier for them. Now,
1: Cohen, yeah, little bit of unprecedented times in recent years for the cows because so many involved in origin last night and then you're in the situation where a lot of the players possibly backing up 48 hours later now you've been in this situation uh 2017 and having to back up again what would be your advice to some of those players that are backing up and have played their first origin
0: um yeah it, obviously it, it, it's very tough because you're coming off such a high um obviously representing your stage probably the pinnacle of our game so um, yeah, coming back to the club can, can be difficult to... I guess it's, it's very taxing playing our game and, and coming back into it and having to go again can be tough. But, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. I think everyone just deals with it differently. So, mm. I'm, I'm sure the boys will go through their processes and, and um, recoveries on the forefront of their mind at the moment. So, they're, they're getting stuck into that as we speak. So, um, yeah, it, it's different for everyone. So, yeah, I don't know what to say to them, to be honest.
1: Now... The Cowboys have been outstanding, uh, exceeded a lot of people's expectations uh, this part of the year. Now, you're playing the Dragons tomorrow night. Has Toddy Payton, has he prepared you as if all the players are not going to back up at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was um, our focus throughout the week. Um, obviously, I don't even think... Um, I think they're having a meeting now on, on deciding if the boys are backing up or not. So, um, yeah, we, we've we trained um, as if they aren't. Um, and, and if we get one, two or all three, that's just a bonus. So... Um, yeah, well, we we performed really well last week. Obviously, it probably wasn't our best performance, but scoreboard-wise, it it showed that we've we've come a long way as a club. So, um, yeah, we're just having full confidence in whatever 17 takes part to tomorrow night. That, um, yeah, they we just go out there and, and get the job done here at home.
3: Uh, can can you put your finger on exactly what's happened at the Cowboys and why you turned it around so well? It was you know it was a mongrel of the year last year, finishing right down near the bottom, and now sitting up near the top of the table and. Uh, surprising everyone do you, do you know what's going on or exactly how that's happened
0: yeah uh, um yeah i think it's pretty been pretty well documented that our that our pre-season was probably the one of the toughest that uh, i've been at the club for eight or eight, nine years now and i think that's probably up there as the toughest pre-season i've done so um we can probably put it down to that but then but then again like um i guess the camaraderie within the group and and everyone's coming to train at each stage is fully energized and and everyone's enjoying um, each other's company and doing work out on the field and and when you're having fun um, it makes the game so much easier because um, when we talk about when you get into those dark places on the football field where you might not want to keep going um, you did, you just don't want to let your mate down beside you so um, yeah that I think that's sort of the the main um, Thing that we've taken out from this year, that mm. yeah, and is a reason as to why we're going so well.
3: Yeah. Now, mate, are you are you now officially a front rower, or are you still <laughs> are you still going to swap and check your dead set sats, And I've said this before. Remind me so much of uh, one of Queensland's uh, best, most athletic big men in Dane Carlaw, in played in the back row. But once he went into the front row, it's a different. He just loved it, just relished it. And is that is that how it is for you, Cohen? You want to be there, and you you love being up front
0: yeah yeah for sure, mate. um, I sort of always had it in the back of my mind um that I'd eventually transition there and, um it'd probably come a bit sooner than um that than I expected, but um yeah, I haven't taken a um yeah I haven't taken a backward step since I've been there and haven't looked around so yeah. um yeah, and it was probably good this year as well. I got to spend the whole preseason there, so I just sort of understood the role a lot a lot more and a lot clearer, so um yeah, it's just a lot more simplified the role in the middle, so. Um, yeah, you don't have to think too much. It's pretty much yeah, <laughs> straight up and down the field. Just rip in. <laughs> now, you've,
1: you've been in the situation before, like yeah. Griffin Neems and helem Lukey and, and Jeremiah and I, where you're young and you get introduced into first grade really a lot earlier than what a lot of people anticipate. Has it, I wouldn't say surprised you, but with such little games under their belt, how much they've just taken to the NRL and the week-to-week grind of it so easily?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it can be tough, but um, the, I think this the playing group as a whole um, is just running off confidence at the moment, and and yeah, confidence in the NRL can do can, can do marvelous things. So um, yeah, and those three boys are probably what I said before, just the energise the bunnies around the around the training field and that type of thing, and and they're real dedicated dedicated to their craft. So. Um, yeah, they, they carry themselves like NRL veterans. They're always doing the extras and, and looking to improve. So, um, yeah, I think and that's, and that's what you want out of your younger guys. So, um, yeah, that's probably the key to their success.
3: You feel like a senior player at just 25 when you've got all those, those blokes Sats just mentioned mm. and then and yeah, and the other guys we talked about at Origin last night and uh, Reuben Cotter as well and Tommy Gilbert. You, are you a senior player at 25 <laughs> at the Cowboys?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, funny you say that, yeah, I, I didn't really think too much of it last year, but heading into this preseason, I sort of had a look around, and um, yeah, I, I, I guess I am a senior player now, um, I think I've played about 120 or 130 NRL games, and um, and, and the squad that we've got, that's considerably high, so um, yeah, I've, found, I've probably found a bit more of a voice this year, just um whether it be out on the training field or or helping those younger guys um if they if they're required so um yeah I, it's something that i really enjoy too so um yeah it's something i'm working on
1: did it motivate you last night i know you would have been supporting your teammates but would you we sitting back was there part of you saying listen i'm playing really good this year if i keep playing the way i'm playing i'm i'm going to be out there again soon sometime
0: yeah, well, oh, yeah, I was cheering the house down for the boys, and I, and I want Queensland to do well. But um, yeah, as you said, like you watch that, and and just the, just the yeah, you could just see how much those it meant to those boys. And um, sitting on the sideline, like yeah, you get the itchy feet. But um, yeah, I guess it's it's more so just playing good footy and and just keeping in the back of the selectors' minds. But um, yeah, it, it's a bit of a two-way sword, I guess you could say.
3: Yeah. You've just got to tune in to tomorrow night, haven't you, against the Dragons? Because always, it's always a challenge. And like you said, it's pretty simple up front but it's brutal. And if you don't win that battle, your team's on the back foot. So you've got some pretty good blokes you're coming up against again, haven't you? Black, Blake Laurie and Frank Milo and Aaron Woods, one of the veterans. It's a, its another challenge for you, isn't
0: it? 100%. And, then, and they're a type of team where they, yeah, they do have the good players. They, I, I don't think they've probably had as many wins as they probably should have, but um, yeah, if, if we turn over easy ball and, and invite them into the game, the, um, yeah, the Dragons are a type of team that can make you pay. So um, that's been the main focus of
4: our week, really.
1: Is- Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL.
4: The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips.
2: Yeah, righto. Uh, let's do it, shall we? Saturday afternoon, of course, the Titans are taking on the Rabbitohs at CBUS. Uh, good news for people attending the game. Um, I'm taking an Uber.
1: That only means one thing. Mm.
2: Although we're going out for dinner with another family on Saturday night. So
1: who's going to the game with you?
2: A mate of mine.
1: Oh, so not, you're not taking your daughters, are you? No,
2: uh, no. I said mm-hmm. to Ari, no, I want to go and actually hang out with adults for a change. Mm-hmm. So she's taking a shift at Macca's. So, <laughs> so that's her sorted. But uh, no, I'm, on a, I'm on a tight rein because we're having dinner with a family on Saturday night. My wife said, you better behave yourself. I said, what could go wrong? I'm getting free booze and free party pies. <laughs> what, what could go wrong? <laughs> I like the Rabbits. They're my lock for the weekend too, by the way. Really? <laughs>
1: I'm going to go Gold Coast. How? No Jaden Campbell. Sorry, sneeze uh, yeah. yeah, but A.J. Brimson back to fullback. Doesn't matter. Paul Turner, who is the, playing his first game, signed him from the Warriors, watched him the last couple of years, really good little player. Um, I think A.J. at fullback. Yeah, no Jaden Campbell, who sparks a lot of things. I'm not sold on the Rabbits at the moment. I'm just not sold on them. So I think the Titans can cause an upset.
2: Rabbitohs one to twelve. They're my lock. Uh, Rooster Storm. Uh, Storm will win this by what? A hundred?
1: No, well, not sure whether Harry Grant's going to back up because he's coming back from that groin injury. Um, played Origin as well on on Wednesday night. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Xavier Coates won't play with his ankle, of course. I, I think the Storm will still win, but he won't surprise me if the Roosters win. But I'm going to say Storm. Two
2: teams in form. Broncos and Raiders yep. on Saturday night. I like this game. I mean, obviously the Broncos for me, but... I
1: think it's the toughest game yeah, of the round. I agree. I'm going to take the Raiders. I like what the Raiders have been doing. And, you know, Pat Carrigan was outstanding. He'll he'll come back to club footy, you know, just with a, a lot of confidence about his game, but he'll also be, it'll be badly fatigued. He'll be sore, um, pain and harsh, coming off a loss. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders.
2: The thing we've been looking forward to all year... Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mam in the halves. You yeah. wanted to see this at yeah. the start of the year. Tyson
1: Gamble out for a number of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be good to see Mam, see if he gets that little bit of extra space with um, with Reynolds.
2: Uh, Tigers, Manly. I'm going Manly. Yeah, me too. Knights, Panthers. 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 Oh, that'll be by 100, won't it? Warriors, Sharks Whoa. at Redcliffe.
1: Yeah, I'm saying the Sharks. The, the Warriors, are, they're really lost at the moment. Stacey Jones is their interim coach. And the Tigers, of course, Brett Camorley, our mate, yeah. is their interim coach.
2: Um, it's interesting. Normally, when a club, you know, then both of them have no got new no coaches. That's,
1: no that's a that's a furphy that is. No, I don't believe the so. stand-in coach. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Everyone goes. Oh, the stat says that a new coach they win. Um, no, it's actually look at Josh
2: Hannay, one of the most successful interim coaches going around. It's not a good label to have. And <laughs> no. He's a good
1: friend of ours, Josh. <laughs> no.
2: uh, quickly, Bulldogs eels. Eels. That's a Monday afternoon That's game. That's my for public holiday. Uh Eels for me as well. There are our tips for the weekend. This is Off the Bench. Uh, when we come back, oh, Chris Nelson joins us for a big Stradbroke season.
1: This is Off the Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the
2: Bench NRL. Yeah, it certainly is. Time to get a, a Race in Queensland update, of course. It's massive. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly for 1-800-858-858. Chris Nelson joining us now. Uh, Nelson, Stradbroke, Saddy. It's massive.
4: It's huge, Jase. Uh, hi to you. And, Seth, uh, yeah, massive day. Two Group Ones, the Stradbroke, of course, and the JJ Atkins, the race prior. Race number seven, uh, the Q22, which is worth, well, $1.2 million and a heap of other races. So a massive day at Eagle Farm. And if you're anywhere near the area, you'd be crazy not to head out
1: there. Hey, Chris, so uh, on, the, on the Queensland calendar, and there's a lot of great mm-hmm. events throughout the uh, throughout, throughout the entire year, where does the Stradbroke sit in relation to its uh, When it its comes importance? to yeah. racing? Oh,
4: at top of the tree. This, wow. this is okay. the big day of the year in Queensland. No doubt about it. This is number one. I'd say Magic Millions would be number two, and then there's a lot of other days along the way. But this has always been the number one day for Queensland racing.
2: You put this ahead of Magic Millions? That's interesting. I thought Magic Millions would be the biggest on the Queensland racing carnival.
4: Well, it depends which way you look at it, Jason. If you look at it as a party sort of setup, then Magic. As Millions I always would win. do, yes, uh, and where it is. Yes. Well, I know you're a party boy from way back, and. And Magic Millions would win, but of course where it is certainly helps um, the Magic Millions being on the Gold Coast. But for the racing purists, I mean, you've got two Group Ones tomorrow. We don't have any Group races; they're restricted races on Magic Millions Day. So take nothing away from Magic Millions Day; it's an absolute river, and the whole carnival is. Uh, but as far as the racing purists go, then the two Group Ones and all these other races rate highly or more highly, but it depends what camp you're in. You're either a, a yep. racing person or a party boy. So I reckon, I
2: reckon, what's, what's the big race that happens in Cairns? not the Cairns Cup. What's that other one? I reckon that's bigger. The amateurs. The amateurs. That's probably the, the biggest. Yeah, that's coming up. Oh, we've got to go, Sats. Mm. We've got to, it'll be, I'll be. What about me? Oh, you can come as well. You can shout because you're the rich one out of all of us. So, mm. mate, we should go to that. Like, Without a
4: doubt.
2: And I'll just say to the missus, I've got to go because it's work. Racing Queensland are a yeah. wonderful supporter of us here uh, on Off the Bench and uh, other shows as well. We've got to go for work. And, boys, I reckon it'll be the best three weeks of our life. <laughs> three
4: weeks.
2: Yeah, of course. <laughs> and we'll stay Danger's house. Ball. Why do not we stay Danger's house, Sats? Mm-hmm. We can do bath time with Danger. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the tips. <laughs> what are you liking for Stradbroke Sunday?
4: Well, the Stradbroke itself is a very, very, uh, very wide-open race. You can make a case for just about any runner. So I won't be giving you my best bet in the Stradbroke. We'll just um, maybe touch on that at the end of the segment. But I do think the race before, the, uh, the, the JJ Atkins, number 16, she's a belter, won the size uh, two weeks ago, very impressively uh, here at Eagle Farm, gets out to 1,600 metres. Willie Pike, your man, is on board, Jay You'll be very yep. happy. I think he's uh, the one to beat there. So race seven, number sixteen, She's a Belter. Uh, go back a few, race three, number four, Sweet Thomas. This is the Brisbane Cup. Now this horse was the best of good things beaten at Eagle Farm last start. Should have won. Gets 3200 metres. Has won twice at the trip in the past. I think can make amends and you'll get about five or six dollars. Race three, number four, and we'll chuck in a couple of others. Uh, race five, number one, Tycoonis was very unlucky in a stronger race. If it hadn't got a start in the uh, Stradbroke, I thought it was a definite chance. So, race five, number one. And in the Q22, over 2,200 metres, race <laughs> six, number three, Hwetor. I think can beat uh, beat them again. The horse that lowered Zarki's colours in the Doomben Cup.
1: Now, Chris, uh, looking at the Stradbro- Stradbroke handicap, I am I like uh, 11-11. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Yeah, everyone.
4: Well, everyone is starting to like 11-11, Sats. So um, At the Calcutta on Thursday Uh, night, 11.11 drew the most money, so most of the punters are quite keen. I I think the reason being it's such an open race, yet 11.11 draws a good gate, was a very good run last time, has form over 1,400 metres and gets Huey Bowman. So there's a lot Mm. of ticks there, but there's so many other chances. I think the main issue is how the race will be run. There's some of these horses such as Alligator Blood who've drawn wide. Will they go forward? Will they go back? Will they get stuck out in no-man's land? So... It's just such an interesting race, tactically. Just don't know what's
1: is, going to happen. But look, I'll side with 11-11. Is there a smokey there for a for an each way? Yeah, Apache Chase. Uh, what
2: a wonderful no, barrier. Barrier not, three, no, Jimmy Byrne. Jimmy Byrne. Well, it's 11s. Yeah. Jimmy Byrne on board. Get on that, mate. Each way on that.
4: That's a very good price for Apache Chase, considering it beat most of, well, beat most of these last Absolutely. starts. Absolutely. has to run an extra 100 metres, but uh, look, it'll be up on the speed. It won't be crawling along. It'll be going along at a decent tempo. So uh, I'm certainly not going to knock Apache Chase. I can't knock anything in the race. That's the problem. I'd yeah, love to, good but horses. I can't. Good horses.
2: Um, and what about Rothfire? Yeah, I mean, Rothfire is starting from the car park. <laughs> uh, but Rothfire only knows We're one not- speed right. mate? He j- it just belts out.
4: Yeah, and we spoke to Rob Heathcote uh, Friday morning on the punters, mate, and he said they're going to let Rothfire be Rothfire. Tommy Berry will just let him jump, use his natural speed, and probably end up uh, one out, one back on the speed map. And if uh, he's in that spot, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, He's not. We asked Rob, you know, is he going as well as he was when he was at his very best? He said no, and he probably never will uh, with the amount of injuries that he's had. But he's going the best he's been going this preparation. So if you're keen on Rothfire... He's certainly in with a chance.
2: Rightio. The Tab Queensland Racing Carnival featuring Stradbroke season is where champions emerge. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nelson, it's an exciting time of the year. Thanks for joining us. Absolute
4: pleasure, guys. I hope you're back to the winner. Have a great weekend. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports?
2: Oh, I'll tell you what's got us excited. Oh, sport? Mm. Nah, mine's not sports. What's yours?
1: Oh, mine's two. Uh, one's personal. Um, but oh. the first one is I'm looking forward to the Lions up against St Kilda. They had a chance, the Lions, last week to go to the top of the ladder after Melbourne getting beaten. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that this weekend. And I'm looking forward – I'm trying to get my dad to go to the South Sydney and Gold Coast Titans game. I'll be there. Going to be on the Gold Coast. So I thought – Three o'clock game. And Dad's on the Gold Coast. So I thought, listen, I'll go there and I'll see if I can get him out of his – armchair yep. and get him to the game. He doesn't like going out in public a lot these days, so I'm trying to coax him to the, the Rabbitohs game.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Be, well, hopefully I'll see you there. Yeah. you you know I'm there. I'll be yelling abuse at every Gold Coast player. I can't wait. Are you I, Reggie the Rabbit? No. Okay. No. Mm. But you, I'll have my South jersey on, one with the Smiths crisps yeah. on the front. Best you, jersey. You may mistake mistaken me for a player because of my physique yeah. back then. Is that the right word? It's not, is it? Not physique. It's physique. (laughs) Physique. Hey, listen, you know what I'm looking forward to this weekend? It's got nothing to do with sport. Yep. It's uh, My daughters and I, we've got a date on Sunday. We're going to see Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Can't wait, mate. Dinosaurs eating people. No. I love it. Uh, I've never watched... I've watched five minutes of the first Jurassic Park. Have never gone back. Yeah, well, you're you're ridiculous. Mm. You know I interviewed Sam Neill once, right? Yeah. And it was... So exciting. I got one of the girls in the office, was a big Sam Neill fan. Got mm. her to come in and have a chat to him. Yep. Um, recorded the interview. Did it all. See you, Sam. Bye, you mate. record. Thanks, Jason. You're a great bloke. You know, you're a true champion. The number four cricket journalist in the world.
1: Yeah. Self-appointed, Yeah. yeah.
2: Hang up. Press stop on the recorder. Go back to just edit out a couple of Sam's mistakes, not mine. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. All that was there was a bit at the beginning, me talking about him eating sushi, food again. (laughs) That was it. Have a great weekend, everyone. You know what I'm looking forward to in that movie as well? Every time there's a dinosaur, I say to the grandkids,
1: oh, there's your nan. (laughs) I tell you what, I tell you what what i do like, Chris Pratt. Of course you would. Actor. Yeah, good actor. Mate,
2: he is around dinosaurs. No, Sam Neil. He'll he'll be great in this as Mm. well. So, anyway, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the rest. But I hope I see your dad at the South game. Yep.
1: Can I I, can I meet him if he's there? Well, I have got a. I had a black and white photo for you personally signed to you, and I actually saw it sitting just under some old scrap bits of paper on your desk
2: because I was trying to find something to put like a book to put it in, so it wouldn't
1: crease. I've taken possession of it again. Because I'm trying to find a book to put it in. You've disrespected the photo that I gave you from my father. No, I've got it at home. No, you haven't. Give you it back. You, you don't know where it is.
2: <laughs> we'll take this offline. This has been off the bench. Uh, we'll be back next week. Bye bye.